We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. That's right, baby. The Drive is live, and we are live and in color. Clint's in the building. You hear Tyler uh, lost a little cash, but that's all right. I'm sure he'll make up for it. Tyler's about to jump on some NBA bitch or something that he's about to make sure. I'm on a few of those tonight. <laughs> you don't even watch the NBA. Yes, I do. Okay. To make bets? What's yeah. That? Oh, you went to I the watch because game. I bet. You went to the Rockets game. That's yeah, right. I mean, that's yeah. why that's why people bet, Ron. I don't think he's watching these NBA games. <laughs> no, I'm it's the only – yeah, he's at least going to watch the last like, what quarter. Are you, like, what are you betting? Like, how? How? He's got the He's got NBA TV? Well, he's not going to wait to find out if he won until his, until his, he's paid out or watches Sports Center. He's damn sure going to click over and, and see it. I mean, I, oh, oh, you talking about what? Oh, yeah, no, I don't think he has NBA TV to watch his bets. But I, no, I think he's looking at what's on TV who here you, locally and betting on tonight? those games. Who you got tonight? The Raptors plus five. Yeah, okay. Who are the Raptors playing? I don't. Your Lakers. I, I damn sure ain't got it. Oh wow, <laughs> it's bet, a bad look, man. He's betting Oppo yeah. Lakers, and man. I'm certain that's not on television. So I mean, I just I have NBA TV. Oh yeah, you catch up. You catch the little sneak in. You watch the bottom. I mean, I just like having that option. That's you know, there. I like to I uh, have the option. I like all the channels at my fingertips. All right, big show, big show today. And uh, Tyler, hopefully, he gets well, uh, he makes the only up for thing that. worse than a degenerate is a guy that doesn't pay his bets. Yeah, those and are I think worse. everybody here's paid up except for one, Ronald Hughley. And, am I it? You're it, man. Mm. I mean, hey. well, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm just just for the sake of of, of my statement, I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna hang with it. Yeah. For the sake of your statement, yeah, you're I think I owe you like fifty bucks. Yeah, that's right, that's right. <laughs> so I'm not that's it. Right. Yeah, so both of us, we're we're, we're dogs. We'll be over time. Well, I gave him like seven hundred big ones the other day, though. I, I mean, did. Uh, not to put I, your I, business I, out there. That's all right, man. I did purchase a vest today, though. For those of you who are watching oh, yeah. on YouTube and Twitch, Boy, hey. I really like the feel of it. Hey, it's nice. I talked about wanting to get I'm a telling vest. Telling you now, of course, I I, I started low. Uh, <laughs> Went in there, found me one, and I side on sale for about $23, and I feel feel real good about that. It's a hell that. of a deal. It's a hell of a deal. Get a bunch of wear out of that a one. hell of a deal right there. I just wanted to get start a little low, see how I feel about it. I like it. Hey, it's it's all. I like te- I like the feel of Texas winters, man. It's hard. It's Texas weather in the in the in the winter. It's hard to go full like right now. I, I got a I got a, 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 a hoodie on, and and I've been I've been hot since I got in the building. Mm. Right? I mean, you, you. I bet you feel nice. Your arms can breathe right. a little bit. Got that vest on. Yeah. All right. It's a, yeah, I, I like the feel of it. This isn't the last one I'm going to purchase. I probably, I'll probably have to step out and give me a couple more. Oh, I know. you. you that's that's way too That's way too uh, quiet for you. you that, that black, you, I mean, gray, well, I charcoal, did, I, you're coachable. Well, they, coachable. Had a, they had like a salmon peach color one. I, I got a feeling that next one's going to have it was a It was a medium, it. and I couldn't. I, would, I was going to be all over it. <laughs> 
I was going to be all over that puppy and really put that one together nicely. Peaches Hewley. But, uh, but uh, they didn't have it. I don't know who that is, but they didn't have it. Uh, so uh, that's all right. Didn't have it in my size. That's all right, though. I'll get there. Looks good on you, man. Looks good on y'all, you. Y'all are just some vest wearers now. Just ask Casario for some advice on, I'm on get, how to yeah, get a good I'm vest. Getting, I, I can see why Nick feels it. Got all these pockets <laughs> and stuff that you can put stuff in, put your notes in. Yeah, I feel it, Nick. By the way, if you missed Nick, Nick was on earlier today with uh, Payne and Pendergast. A, a great interview there. Uh, he let it loose. I mean, he really cut it loose. Uh, Nick, boy, I said Nick's a cusser, boy. He, he'll give you a few. Every time. So go check that out in the 7 o'clock hour. But he also spoke about something that we're starting to get news on. And, Clint, me and you, I I know on this show we have talked about the potential and the possibility of this for a while now. Uh, More than a month we've talked about this. And it does look like we're we're seeing it. Bobby Slowick has been requested now for at least two jobs. Uh, Just interviews right now have been requested by the, the Washington Commanders and the Carolina Panthers. Nick Casario, we said was on Payne and Pendergast. Um, when you have a coordinator who is who has performed the way that Bobby Slowick has, and you're seeing how this offense and C.J. Stroud have taken off since he's become that guy, and the tree came out of, you're going to have people want to take looks at him. Here's Nick Casario addressing uh, the uh, the request of teams wanting to speak with his OC. Yeah, this time of year, I mean, there's a process that the league has in place. So, you know, we'll certainly comply with those, you know, parameters and rules and regulations. I would say specific, you know, to Bobby, you know, Bobby's done an unbelievable job for uh, for the organization this season. You know, we'll support him in any way possible. There's obviously a lot of dominoes that are going to fall relative to this whole, I would say, process. So we'll take it one day at a time. But, you know, we've put together, D'Amico's put together, you know, a really good coaching staff, which is you know, the reason we're in a position that we're in so we'll look at you know our options if we get to that point but certainly grateful and thankful for the job that Bobby has done for us here this season the goal is to try to keep as many good coaches and people mm-hmm. and players in the building for as long as possible so we'll work through the process whatever that entails and you always have to have sort of contingency plans in place you know you're trying to balance multiple things right now I think the focus more than anything is on the players and getting ready for the Cleveland Browns which is certainly a, a significant task ahead of us and if there's other things that we have to deal with at some point then we'll handle them in due time. But, you know, Bobby's done a great job. Um, you know, you guys have talked to Bobby or, they, you know, he's talked to the media, you know, once a week here. And, you know, I'm sure Bobby will tell you that he's grown and he's learned a lot. And we're fortunate to have him here. And, uh, you know, hopefully we can continue to work with him uh, moving forward. All right, Clint, the people, 713-572-4610. Those of you on YouTube and Twitch, you can uh, communicate that way as well. How real do you think Nick Casario and probably more importantly D'Amico Ryans are going to have to be looking at contingency plans for the OC job? How real you think this? I, is? I think it's as real as real can be, man. I, I think there's a really good chance uh, that that Bobby Slowick is out the door. You're going to have some some uh, some some really really good franchises, I think, that are in decent shape for for Bobby Slowick to go to, to go start his head coach career. I think you're going to have some situations where there's some either either an early first round draft pick or a former first or second round draft pick quarterback that that is 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 sexy uh, to potentially start a head coach career with, um, and and I I think this is real. I I will be in fact I was I will not be surprised at all if Bobby Slowick is named a head coach in this cycle. Um, in fact, I, I, I would not be surprised if he's not here next year. I will be shocked if he's here beyond two years. 
it, for, for me. Now how big of a deal do you think that is for this this franchise and this organization? Well, I think it's big. Because I, I, I wanted you I wanted you to respond to something from the text line. It's something from the text line. I saw this kind of in a couple of different ways. You guys are making too big a deal over Bobby Sloak. We have CJ. He can help any OC. Your thoughts on that, your experience in the league, what you've yeah. watched, what you've seen, um, your thoughts. CJ obviously here, you know, has changed things. And this isn't just – Bobby has benefited from having CJ Stroud, yeah. absolutely. But your thoughts on how big that is. And I think a lot of people feel this way. We have CJ and maybe Bobby Slowick's not that big of a deal. No, I think Bobby Slowick is a huge deal. I, I, I think C.J. Stroud is a huge deal. Those two together, I said this all the time. I mean, you can have a great quarterback uh, and, and, a, and a really good play caller, but if they don't see the game through the same lens, then you're, you're never going to play consistently at or above your ceiling as an offense. And, and the, the beautiful thing about C.J. Stroud and Bobby Slowick is they see the game – through the same lens as well as anybody in the league right now. I, as well as anybody in the league right now. When you talk about, I don't know if there's a quarterback right now that's processing at a higher level more consistently than C.J. Stroud is right now. Um, and and that's to me, that's indicative of not just C.J.'s talent, but also Bobby Slowick's ability, uh, timing, uh, scheming, uh, building out the plays kind of deal. The way they prep, I mean, it's it's all it all goes into it. And now, you know, the, the question is, is you know, how much of it's Bobby? How much of it's I mean, I'm CJ. You know, I, I, I would I would, from outside the building, I'd say it's 50-50. I think both of those guys yep. are, are 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 doing a tremendous job. And without one, without the other, it, the offense is going to look different. Um, the good thing is with 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 D'Amico Rines and and, and Casario on that piece of audio there, he pointed out that. D'Amico Rines has has built a, a, a good coaching staff. You've got you've got two guys, Bill Lazor, who's been an offensive coordinator in this league, and Gerard Johnson, who's been a quarterback at a high level, who's been in the NFL for for a, a, a short period of time, but I, I, obviously being a quarterback coach already and doing a tremendous job with C.J. Stroud. Clearly, he's he's on the come up. He's on his way to being a play caller next. Um, so you've got answers to keep some some level of chemistry continuity in the building terminology is the same and, and all that jive but Bobby Slowick is a huge key uh to to the success that the Texans are having right now don't don't uh don't mistake that yes yeah, I've seen it here on the text line um no one ever said Brady in the offensive coordinator um I like Bobby but it's not like he's a world beater to me I feel like he could be replaced with the right OC well sure with the right one I'm just saying man you can like you can look around the league I mean, and and you can look around it here recently, and you can see there are there's an example of at least three, I think, elite level quarterbacks that have lost offensive coordinators, and their game has changed. We've talked about it with Josh Allen. As soon as Brian Dabo left the building, Josh Allen, now he didn't fall off the the map. And he was still an MVP candidate, but his play regressed some when Brian Daybowl left. Look uh, at Jalen right, Hurts. We're talking about it in a negative light, right? His his game has been a roller coaster. Yes, and he's had three different offensive coordinators in that process. Yes, as soon as Brian Daybowl left, it, it his play dropped. Yep. Jalen Hurts, as soon as he lost Saint Shane Steichen this year, 
his play has has dropped to a point I'm listening to Philly radio and they're talking about I I wonder if we could get out of his contract this is what people are saying there and then some that people view as the best in the game Patrick Mahomes had one offensive coordinator his entire time as a starter it was Eric Bieniemy Eric Bieniemy left and he is having the worst season of his career now I think there's a lot of things that have to do with that but I also believe there is not a coincidence that bam he lost the coordinator and it looks different from everywhere else so you just don't know the vibes of how it will be and I think CJ helps anybody who takes over that if Gerard takes over that job I think having CJ clearly helps him but it doesn't necessarily mean yeah. that this thing will just keep rolling we I mean we're seeing too many examples of a guy uh, a guy losing an, a coordinator an offensive coach and things looking different. Now, I don't think CJ's going to fall out the mark, right? I mean, look at Russell. Hell, we saw Russell who played at a certain level. Then he got a new offensive coach in Nathaniel. Drop, get Sean Payton back. Now he looks like he's back back That's on track. Right. It's just, it's just you just don't you don't know what will happen when you start losing guys. I mean, it's like every that. quarterback. Look at Tua. I mean, he gets a great offensive mind. All of a sudden, he's an MVP candidate, and his team's in the playoffs and, and, yeah. and one of the favorites to win the Super Bowl. I mean, it, it's – your 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 play call. I, I love the way I dealt with this at at, at Arkansas with with a, a, a Texas kid, Kendall Browse. Right, Kendall Browse goes in there. He's got KJ Jefferson. They're a perfect fit. He's not asking KJ to do things he can't do. He's playing to KJ's wheelhouse. Um, they're going to bowl games. KJ Jefferson and the running back at Arkansas. They're, they're they're tabbed as the best quarterback running back duo coming into this season. Kendall leaves, goes to TCU. You hired you hired Dan Enos, oh, yes. uh, who, who's a, a, one of the better quarterback developers I've ever been around, He's and and it's an, it's an absolute mess. The Enos gets fired like week eight or nine. I mean, it, it's it, there there is whether you like exactly what's going on and what Bobby Slowick is about, or 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 his history, or 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 his experience, or whatever. There, there's there's no way around what he's been able to accomplish at the NFL level this year. There are guys that have been journeyman offensive play callers in this league that that have never done what Bobby Slowick has done, which is have a quarterback uh, play prepared, planned for, and play at the level of C.J. Stroud. An, right an entire offense. And listen, they're going to have to do, deal with this eventually. Sure. C.J. may have to deal with this multiple times, especially if it goes well. He's going to have to deal with this. So, I mean, it's going to happen. It's just, to me, it's just not like, hey, man, you know, CJ, it doesn't matter yeah. who it is because of CJ. He helps immensely, but I, I, we're seeing too many examples of just, it, it, there's, an op, there's a possibility, a strong possibility that it takes a minute at least or there is some drop off if, yeah. if it's not the and, same. And my response to the Brady comment is, is, um, you know, I don't know that CJ's at a point yet where, you know, he's adopted this certain style of play. There's going to come a time where CJ's going to have some success with the way he's playing the game right now in terms of making the right decision. Um, I mean, just processing at an extremely high level, minimizing risk, taking more calculated shots. You know, once you, you're in the league a handful, and, and maybe CJ's there. I, I just, I just, I, I couldn't imagine a guy being there in a year, but CJ's doing things that I couldn't imagine a guy doing it in a year anyway. But nonetheless, the point is, there's going to come a time when CJ's going to have a tad bit of that Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, where, hey, it really doesn't matter who the play caller is. I, I got this thing under control on game day. You just tell me, you just call the play. I'll make it work. Well, yeah, like Peyton and Aaron, they were 
essentially the coordinator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you you look at Peyton, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady. I mean, you 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 get to that level, um, and and they're damn near calling the offense. And I'm not talking about at the end of their career. I'm talking about early on in their career. I'd say four or five years in, they had a a, a pretty good idea what their offense was going to look like the rest of the way, regardless of who's coaching. But CJ's there yet. I believe he will get there one day, but right now the truth of the matter is, is C.J. Stroud and Bobby Slowick together are a beautiful thing, and there's a really good chance Bobby Slowick, you're gonna lose him this year. Yeah, there is a chance. All right, uh, from the text line, Mahomes is a poor example. Ryan Mahomes has four receivers who cannot catch a pass that hits him in the hands. Uh, listen, there are there are receivers who can't catch who have dropped balls for the Chiefs. But Patrick Mahomes has regressed. He's he's taken a step back. Not not just because receivers had dropped balls. He's taken a step back. He's not playing to the level that he has played. He has he has become flippant, as Clint would say, with decisions. He has been off the mark on things. He has it's not just the receivers. And I mean, listen, as you know I I've watched all of their games. It is it is he has taken a step back. It's not just the receivers. Real quick, especially step back, and we'll get into it more throughout. How how surprised were you by Michael Penix Jr. and that Michigan yeah. defense and the performance from Michigan yesterday as they they end up pulling away? It was a closer than the score indicated. It was a seven point game in the fourth quarter. But we certainly didn't see that yeah. thing going the way like that it did. No, very surprised. Look, uh, Michael Penix, I've watched him all year long. He's been one of, if not the most accurate quarterback in the game. And I'm talking about even on on high difficulty throws. Um, I mean, this guy's been pinpoint accurate. And, and last night, um, I mean, you know, not on the same pages with his receiver, misses a shot down the sideline that would have been a huge gain, if not a touchdown, uh, that would have swung that game in a big, big way. Missed a couple of just like, stop routes where the receiver's looking right back at the quarterback and he airmails them. Um, you know, the 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 completion over the middle to the tight end that, that the, the the broadcasting crew kept kept highlighting. I think it was Kirk Herbstreit kept highlighting that he missed the tight end over the top down the seam in that exact play on I believe it was a third and long and it would have been a damn touchdown. Uh heck, even late in the game, Michigan let him hang around. Michigan allowed this to be a one score game a lot longer yeah. Then, then I expected him to. Got a little bit better yeah. in the run game, and they they had plenty of opportunities. Yeah. I mean, there's even a, a crossing route in that drive uh, where they ended up going for it on fourth down and not getting it. There, there's a, there's a crossing route to his big tight end that he just completely misses that would have gone for a huge gain inside the ten yard line, if not a touchdown. At that point in time, would have tied the ball game up. I, I'm I am I'm surprised. Two things. I'm surprised that Michigan allowed that to be a one-score game and gave Washington so many opportunities to tie the ball game up, if not take the lead, and and survived to win that game. And I, I'm I'm shocked at how how Michael Penix struggled the entire. It wasn't just I mean it was the entire ball game where he struggled, man. Yeah, I mean they got to him and hit him early, and you could tell that he was it, he was seeing everything. He couldn't see the field. He wasn't wait. He was just a completely different player. Than he's been all year long, so uh, we'll 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 dive into that a lot throughout the day as Michigan wins uh, their first championship since 1997. Coming up, uh, the man, the man, well, one of the men in the game on Saturday that the Texans need him to step up again uh, to be that guy. Nico Collins, what is this dude? 
What is? He may be the surprise of the season for the Texans. What is this guy? We'll discuss that. Coming up next. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Sports Radio 610 presents The Drive with Sterner and Hughley. All right, welcome back into The Drive. It is a playoff week coming up. Here in about 15 minutes, you'll hear from our guy. It is a Tuesday. That means Seth Payne will join us. Uh, We'll get his thoughts on the Texans and this playoff push uh, or this playoff game coming up against the Browns. Um, One reason that the Texans are in this puppy is is because of one Nico Collins. Nico Collins, uh, we knew that the Texans were going to have to have a big game for him and it became even bigger when Robert Woods was unable to go, and it was just going to be basically Nick, Nico Collins and the Pips, uh, and, and Nico the, and the Pips, huh? and 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 the Pips really didn't show uh, as they had two catches for eleven yards. The rest of the wide receivers on the team, but Nico was a man and uh, and dominated this game in a major way. Nine for one ninety five and a touch. Uh, he was big time throughout the game. This was his head coach uh, talking about how much of a problem Big Nico is. For Nico to have over 195 yards, that's, that's big time. And I tell him all the time, he's a big time playmaker. And he continues to show it week after week. Right? When he's out there, he's a, he's a problem. Right? He's a, he's a tough out for a lot of teams, so happy that he's on our side. All right, what is he? Is he is it, are you happy he's on our side? Yeah, I hear you. He's had a great year. Just three yards short of 1,300 yards in 14 games because he basically missed three and eight touchdowns. Nico has got him on fire, baby. I mean, it, it, this he had a big-time season. What is he? Are you ready to say that the Texans have a number one wide receiver? Clint, are you ready to go there? 
Yeah, I am. There you go. I'm, I'm Welcome to, to the there. damn party. I, I'm ready How to go. How about there. it, Nico? If, if you wow. look at if you look at PFF wide receivers, the highest graded wide receivers I'm for what take it's my worth. My draws off in the break and just take, go without them. Take your draws off. Like you're going to decide oh, no, to go. No. Yep. I wish you wouldn't. I may fold them up, put them in my backpack, and go the rest of the way. That's how excited I am. The yes. showman. But PFF has has their highest graded wide receivers, and guess who number five is in all of the NFL? Nico Collins. Tyreek Hill is one. Brandon Ayuk is two. CeeDee Lamb is three. Justin Jefferson is four. And then Nico Collins resides in that five spot. Jalen Waddle six. Amon, Amon Ross St. Brown is uh, next. A.J. Brown, D.J. Moore, and Puka Nakua rounds out, I believe, the top ten there. Um, Kid is a yeah, ball. yeah. I, I mean, I'm here. Here's here's where I'm at with with Nico Collins. One, clearly, I was dead ass wrong on on my statement of we all I, were. I, well, but I, but I mean, I I said I I felt like I knew who Nico was, and and I'll be honest with you, he he surpassed that by about mid year. Um, I mean, and he's just continued to impress, but. What what Nico is is Nico is a guy. He is a number one if for me. He is a number one if you get that run game right. If you get that tight end game right. If but they ain't had none of that basically any of that this year. Well, that's what I'm talking yeah. about. Like like I mean, you got ones in this league where where it's just hey man, throw him the ball. You know what I mean? And and I don't think Nico is is in that in that range yet. And that's hard to say after he went for a buck ninety five. It was Saturday, but yeah, yeah, you're talking about consistent. I mean, just consistently against man coverage in the red zone, critical situations. Is he a guy that that you just believe is going to go win a bunch of man to man battles in tight quarters? I, I'm not there yet, but I am at a spot where. If you've got a complete team, which ultimately is the goal here for for the Texans, I mean they're they're not going to be uh, the Bills or they're not going to be the, the Kansas City Chiefs, and and I'll be honest with you, they're not going to be the Cincinnati Bengals, where they are just they're geared to be pass happy football teams that can also when they so choose to focus on running the football. I believe they're going to be a they're, they're going to strive to be a run first, establish the football, physical physical run run team. And Nico Collins is plenty good enough to be Brandon Ayuk in in that in that San Francisco offense. Now you got to go find your carry. You got to go carry. I keep calling him carry. You got to go find your George Kittle. You got to find your 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 weapon like Debo Samuel. Now Tank Dell. You may have found one of those guys. Tank Dell may be that guy. Um, but you you got to get those right pieces together, and you got to get that run game rolling. And I think Nico is plenty capable of being the number one receiver for an NFL franchise built like that. Yeah, and I think there are some differences, right? There are some – like Tyreek Hill is a different type of thing. Tyreek's Tyreek the one wherever he goes in whatever yeah, system he's And whoever's in. playing quarterback, yeah, yeah, right? I don't yeah. I, I don't think Nico is that. But then I, I like you brought him another one. Like I think Brandon Ayuk is a guy that can be a one, a, a real one, not just that he's a one because he's on our team. But I think he could go to like – I think there are teams he could go and be a one. I, like I look at, at him, I thought I was saying he's a poor man's DK Metcalf. He he may be like a DK Metcalf, yeah. like it, not even poor man's. He's like he may be on that level. Like I think I think Chicago has DJ Moore a number one receiver, but is he like Justin Jefferson? No, there's there's maybe a different level. But yeah, you're right. When you have an above average quarterback, and then maybe some yeah. other pieces around it, now he really. He is really a productive, but there's like the thing that's changed it for me with him, and I think you'll agree is 
Like, I hear what you're saying. Maybe you're not completely sold to hell. You can just throw it up to him. But what he's able to do run after the catch means that's kind of taking the quarterback out of it, right? That That's kind of taking the production level. I think CJ helps him a lot, but I do also believe, like, that man took a, a screen for 29 mm. yards, or he'll take a slant and he'll add 15 yards to it that helps that helps CJ's yep. numbers, you know what I mean? That is the element that I think takes him to what I thought in the year. Like, I think he could be a solid two is what I said coming into it. I still wasn't going to give up on that. But he's moved to that level where, you know, man, if, yes, he's helped by a quarter, but if you get the ball in his hands, he may get you 10, 15 more extra yards because teams have a hard time bringing him down. His run after the catch – I think has put him in this conversation of the Brandon Ayukes, of the DJ Moores, I think of the DK Metcalf. So. Oh, I have no problem putting him in that. I have, I have in any way you want to slice it. I have no problem putting him in that. I can't in that put guy. him in the Chase. I can't put him in the. You get Jamar Tyree, Chase. You get Justin Javante Jefferson. Adams, you get Tyreek Hill. You get you, you get even CD, CD Lamb has got a certain a certain di- dynamic mean, to him. It's a little bit different. Um, I, I'm not ready to put Nico there yet, but but I think Nico is plenty plenty good enough. And capable enough, um, in in a system with some complementary pieces, to 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 be the one guy that you just hey if that guy's healthy and we can run it like we're running it and we got our tight end to work that inside over the middle game, I, I, I think Nico Nico's a one. Yes, you, you said before coming into it, you thought one of the mistakes you said you made is you thought you knew what Nico yeah. was. Yeah, do you? <laughs> And we've seen him I, I thought, jump on I the scene. Nico, I thought Nico was a big-bodied receiver that everybody would liked his, his forty time and liked his body. But but in in reality, we're going to see a couple of fifty fifty balls a year, and that's it. But that's who I thought so Nico that's Collins thought. was. But now you've seen this year. Do you think we've seen the ceiling? Do you think there is more there? Do you like? Are you looking like what? Well, damn! Like we watched him this year. They still have more that they could get out of. You think there's more there? Oh man, that's a good question. That, that, that is a really good question. Because they haven't I would moved say, him a lot. I, I would, I would say. Well, well, we have seen that though, we've right? Seen I mean, it, but we, they we've haven't. seen if they if they want if they ended up if he needed to be that guy, then 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 I, I think there's probably a little bit more there. But I think I think we've got a really good. Like I don't I don't think Nico Collins is a 50-50 ball guy. Like Nico Collins isn't a guy that you're like, oh, the hell with. He's down there somewhere. Let me throw this thing up. Like AJ Brown or Justin Jefferson or Jamar Chase or some of those guys. I don't believe he's that he is that guy. But what he is is, as you mentioned, unbelievably strong hands, great run after catch, um, the 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 ability to like I, I I did I sold Nico Collins short on on the ability, the route running ability, like Nico somehow some way, and there's no just oh it just happens or it's a system like Nico runs a dig and he's wide ass open. Nico runs a speed cut out route, and he's wide ass open. The corner's soft for a reason, right? I mean, it's just like I've seen enough of Nico Collins running the route tree inside and outside to where he's creating separation to where I don't need to necessarily understand why defenses are – like I understand why defenses do it for Tank Dale. Tank Dale's a freak in terms of the acceleration, the deceleration, the change of direction, the head nods. I mean, but you can't sell Nico short at this point in time. His route tree, his his route running ability – is tremendous for a 6'4", Let's get Seth in on this. Seth Payne's going to join us. We'll get his thoughts on Nico and uh, get ready for this uh, this playoff game coming up against 
the Cleveland Browns. Seth Payne, he'll join us coming up next. They lopped it off when I was 17. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Sports Radio 610 presents The Drive with Sterner and Hughley. All right, welcome back in as it is a Tuesday, the week that the Texans are back in the playoffs, taking on the Cleveland Browns. And uh, it's a big week, so we uh, we got big folks and big guests on here. And Seth Payne joins us. I don't know, I feel like I just called you big. I didn't mean to do that. I meant well, more you like, a, me, yeah, like it's a bigger, it's, uh... like, a, like a big guest is what I meant, but I, I said big folks and I just... I didn't mean that. I didn't mean to call you big, Seth. I I'm just big meant- peoples. That's all right. <laughs> just, That's okay. Just, I just you're big my, time is what I my, meant. My uh, my sister used to work in this restaurant in New York City, and one of um one of the guys that worked there was a guy. He was uh he was from Bangladesh. He was an awesome guy. Like my sister and uh and her boyfriend at the time, like kind of like like you, the kid, the guy was like supporting his family, trying to get them to come over. He was an awesome guy. My sister and her boyfriend kind of like almost adopted him to try to take care of him. And they would take him like on trips to different places around the city and the country and everything. Um, but so he was super awesome, but he also like my sister's six foot tall and, um, their, their Bangladeshi friend was uh, much smaller than her. And he, he called her big ladies. Like that was, that was, his, that was, and I think he felt like he was respecting her when he called her that, but he called her big ladies and she never quite had the heart to tell him like, it's, a, it's actually kind of insulting if you call me big ladies all the time. Hey, big ladies. Yeah. Yeah. Sound like Jameis Winston. That was, yeah. I don't want to do his accent. I don't want to do his accent. Yeah, because let's not do that. I'll get canceled for that, but it was, uh, it was very endearing in a way. Yeah. yeah. What yeah. does a Bangladesh accent sound like? I'm not going to do that. No, no. I think I'll you let got, you know real quick. So. No, I'm just, <laughs> just, why, don't you, why don't you look it up in the break if you really if you really need to have it. Tyler, you stay away from it. I need you to stop <laughs> right away. So the uh, only way we can transition off of that, Seth, we were just discussing this. Listen, Nico Collins, his season and, and hell Saturday night makes him look like a number one receiver do you think the Texans have a number one receiver in Nico Collins right now? Oh, that's a great question. I think, um, all right, is he A.J. Brown? Yeah. You know, is he somebody like that? So I guess I, I don't worry about a number one receiver as much as, because there are teams that do it pretty damn well, having a couple of guys who just are different types perhaps, but they um, they they share the duties. I think, yeah, he's a number one receiver. I don't know if I like put him in Hall of Fame category or anything yet, but uh, like he could easily be the number one guy on a, on a good offense, I think. Yeah, I, I'm with you on that, Seth. I mean, I think, I think there's a tier above Nico Collins, but when you look at, yeah. what, you look at what the, you know, for instance, Brandon Ayuk is in, in, in uh, San Francisco, and, and I, I use that obviously because that's what this system, and I think this, that's what D'Amico and Bobby Slook ultimately want this system to, to, to resemble at least. Um, whether they ever get there or not is, is, is another story, but that's what they want it to resemble. And if that's the number one we're looking for, 
um, to where the the guy around him is uh, like like a Tank Dell that can be more of a gadget guy with a really good tight end. I think Nico is that in in a nutshell. Like that that is that is exactly what you're looking for. But boy, if you get in one of these pass happy offenses where um, they're going to throw to win the game ultimately a, a good chunk of the time, then then it's that tier two guy uh, could could be better as a one B. Yeah, yeah, and that's where like I mean that's where ultimately the team game element of it comes in. And I was the same thing you were, Clint, which is a lot of times people say, well, look, how good is Brock Purdy really? He's got Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk and George Kittle. And people don't realize as they're saying that, oh, wait, none of those guys are necessarily like guys that would have gone into any system and been the studs that they are in that San Francisco season uh, system. Like it's all very complimentary. I think what happens with guys like Ayuk um, or Debo Samuel or Nico Collins is that given the opportunity in a system like that, their physicality and their willingness to just bulldoze people like that, that goes a long, long way. And there are other guys, you know, there are other guys in other systems that might be more athletic than some of these guys like Nico Collins, but I don't think they necessarily have that same mentality of like Nico Collins catching the ball and then like seeking guys out of bounds to hit out of. I thought <laughs> I thought the Texans were going to get an, a late hit by an offensive player and a defensive player out of bounds there uh, where Nico was just like searching for people to lower his shoulder onto. Yeah, um, I think it, it, it all depends on what scheme he's in. I think he's the perfect guy for this scheme. Well, what these guys have done, and, and D'Amico spoke about it. We played a piece of audio in the first segment. I mean, what what these guys have done that I that I find it hard to believe if I if I hadn't watched it week in week out is they somehow find a way to get Nico the ball in space like easy completions and look I understand a lot of what Stroud does appears easy but it really isn't he makes it look effortless but they just continue to get this guy um, you know the ball in space whether it's underneath or it's it's over the top or mid-range game like he, he just it's crazy how often he's got the ball in his hands all of a sudden he's 6'4 220 and a guy that's 5'10 you know, a buck eighties trying to tackle him, and, and and it's it's they do it time and time and time and time again. And in that role, man, that it's hard to argue if the dude's a one or not. Seth, let, let's stay on that side of the ball. There's a lot of smoke right now around this cycle of head coaches hires coming, and and Bobby Slowick is starting to surface on a couple of radars uh, in terms of being being uh, requested to interview. Um, just your thoughts on on the the you know possibility of that happening this year is it likely is it unlikely what are your thoughts around Bobby Sloak as a head coach I just it it feels and this is just nothing but feels and me watching every press conference since these guys have been here and all of that it feels like D'Amico and Bobby were kind of committed to each other they had a they had a pact you know that's not a secret that part's on the record that they were gonna you know that the D'Amico was gonna bring Bobby with him when he got that chance and I feel like without going too deep into whatever anybody's motivations are or anything it seems like the most likely scenario would be that Bobby was like either either without words or specifically with words committed to D'Amico for more than just a season and I like and I don't think that that's because that's morally the right thing to do or anything. That's just the way it feels to me. So I wouldn't be surprised if Bobby Slowick takes some interviews. I would be surprised if he takes the job 
this year because for one whatever maybe agreement they have between them which is pure speculation on my part I cannot stress that enough that's pure speculation on my part but the other part of it is that you know Bobby has been pretty open about you know talking about how he had to learn and grow as an offensive coordinator this year and there are things that he just flat out you don't the things you don't know until you until you learn that you don't even know them and then you learn them like all that stuff I think the next step is okay after this year, you can start thinking about adding the, the, the plan for being a head coach onto it. And that's the best thing for him. Like, if you're just looking at it from his perspective completely selfishly, does he want to go somewhere and not be completely and totally ready to be a head coach? I don't, I don't think so. Um, and I don't know if any of these situations out there right now are, are that situation. So I just, I've got a good feeling that he'll be here for at least another year. And then hopefully, whether it's Gerard Johnson or Bill Lazor or any other buddy, somebody else who's not even on the Texans right now can step in and, and fill the role of offensive coordinator after that. That would be big if he is able to stay one more year. We've just seen some of his uh, contempor- contemporaries in that system go ahead and go early. Yeah. And, and, yeah, a lot of everyone, quite a few have gone after just one year as a coordinator. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. The, but that's the, where, the, but there, I, I feel like it's different with, um, because Bobby Slowick and D'Amico, I've got, I've got, I've watched too many damn movies. Like those two came into the league together, or at least came into the 49ers together as coaches. And I feel like, uh, it feels in some ways like Bobby hitched his, uh, you know, hitched his wagon mm-hmm. to D'Amico's star. And and I wonder like just how far he wants to ride that before he jumps off on his own. Well, it, I think a, a big part of that too, and and it's, if he's not ready, he's not ready. This doesn't matter. But yeah, boy, there there the potential of some really really uh, I would think appealing jobs coming open. Um, I mean, is is got to play into that, right? I mean, is is you know you look up and if if you are Bobby, the smart thing to do is go. I'm not going to get into to a situation where it's no cap space, a bunch. You know, they they got two years of of cleaning up a mess, and I got to figure all this. They don't have a quarterback, and you know, you got to think if there's going to be some healthy organizations come available with with the firing of Rabel. Who knows what's going to happen with Belichick in in New England? There's already a couple of jobs out there. Chargers. Um, yeah, I mean, there, there's some sexy. It seems like from the outside. Again, I hadn't studied the salary cap on all of these, but it seems like there's some pretty sexy. Um, you know, organizations out there right now in terms of inheriting a quarterback and and, a, and something you feel like you could win with. I'm deeply in denial about all this. You guys have to understand, and I might be the worst person to talk to about it because um, I don't know if you can tell, but I just I don't want Bobby Slowick on this <laughs> yet. I don't want to yeah, go through. No, I, hear you. I honestly, for all even some of the growing pains, you're likely going to have a first year offensive coordinator again next year. Having those same growing pains, and man, I don't, look. I also don't want. I don't want CJ to be in a situation uh, already by his second year, or maybe he knows a little bit more than his offensive coordinator about this offense. That's a that's a tough spot to put a quarterback in. Then he's got to fight the Aaron Rodgers tendencies, you know, where like, okay, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta mind myself here and be sure I don't piss off the coach and all that. I, it, I don't know, man. Uh, just, let's just let's just not deal with it, Bobby. If you're loyal, <laughs> this is what I'm gonna start doing. Listen, Bobby Sloak, I'm talking to you. I thought I knew you. I thought I thought you were somebody that, that knew something about loyalty. I thought that I thought that your word meant a, meant something in this world. I, I I have no idea what he's like made promises about or anything. Sean, before I mean Seth, I'm gonna before, gas I'm gonna gaslight the hell out of him. <laughs> Seth, before we get you out of here, the numbers say that they are good. Do you believe that the the Texans run defense is a good run defense? Oh, I man. 
I think so, except that the matchup versus the the Colts, those are the two worst rushing performances that they had this season, is something that I think those linebackers really got put into a blender by the RPOs. Um, mm. and, and I think especially in this last game where Pittman went off early, they realized the coaching staff as well as the linebackers realized, okay, first and foremost, we got to not let these receivers eat. So they erred on the side of you know, getting those, getting those hook and curl regions and areas and the flats all covered up. And then, but, but there's so many shots there where you see those linebackers just staring at Jonathan Taylor, waiting to see whether there was going to be an exchange or not. Um, and that got them out of position, even on plays where they weren't RPOs. I think it just put a little hesitancy there. So I think when it comes to the style of offense and quarterback that they play, uh, it's something to watch for in the future. You know, I'd be, like I'd be nervous no matter who I was playing the Ravens, but um, it's not going to be a matchup issue versus the Browns. It, it won't be at all. The Browns don't run the ball well. The Texans have already stuffed them. Um, it's some of the matchups on into the playoffs that I would worry about. All right, Seth, good to hear from you. Uh, we'll talk to you next week, hopefully uh, talking about a W against the Browns. Yes, and, uh, and, and Bobby Slowick will have committed to the Texans by then. <laughs> He'll have pulled his name out of there. Because I know Bobby, and Bobby's a good person, that's not right. a bad one. Bobby wouldn't yeah. do that to you. He might. All right, that's uh, <laughs> Seth Payne, our guy. You can catch him every morning on Payne and Pendergast. You hear me, Bobby? 6 to 10 a.m. <laughs> that's Seth Payne with you. Coming up, by the way, Seth and Sean, they had a great interview with uh, Nick Casario, and Nick got a little uh, – he got a little testy there. Wait till you hear what he had to say in addressing his potential future with the Texans. We'll discuss that coming up next. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.